Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of 10 Minute Tuesday. If you haven't already, please like, share, and subscribe. Today, I got my guy Rocky on here. He used to give me trouble on the court. <laughs> a hooper, man. Solid hooper. Rocky, what's going on, bro? Hey, how's it going, brother? Good, going good. Good, man. Thanks so much for joining, man. All right, so we've done a number of these, man. So Rocky, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, my name is Rocky Gray. Uh, I lead Treasury Engineering at Cash App. Uh, based in the Washington, D.C. area, work remote, uh, originally from South Side of Chicago, uh, but now living in the D.C. area with my wife and kids. Awesome, awesome. So uh, Chicago, Vanderbilt, now in D.C., so done a number of things. But, you know, you talk about your engineer now. So what really compelled you to get into that role and what, what compelled you to get into the data element? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think for, for me, uh, it started in undergrad. Uh, I did computer engineering uh, in school, uh, and uh, you know I fell in love with the idea of like building systems uh, and uh, creating something out of nothing uh, by writing software, and uh, that helped me like get on this like journey that I've been on. Uh, I've been very fortunate to be able to work on almost every single layer of the stack. Uh, did back end, front end, uh, data engineering, uh, like DevOps and infrastructure, um, built API platforms. And uh, throughout this journey, it's just uh, been a great opportunity to learn. Uh, and uh, I, I think for me on the on the data side, um, data is, is ubiquitous, it's everywhere. And you know, it's one of those things that helps give you insight into uh, what's going on uh, not only in your your product or the way your your customers are behaving, uh, but it can also give you insights into what's happening around in the world at the same time. Uh, so yeah, awesome, awesome man. So I didn't know you're full stack, so I learned something new within itself. So yeah, I mean, you always been brilliant. So uh, just understanding the full stack and where you're at that's amazing. Um, but but thinking about where your journey's been, there, I'm sure there's been some jobs, and it doesn't have to necessarily be IT or tech related. But you know, what's been your least favorite job that you had to date, and why did you not like it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for my my least favorite job. Uh, so uh, when I started off uh, my career, I was uh, an ETL developer, uh, so extract, transform, load, so building. I call, probably call it like data engineer now, and. Uh, that was my least favorite role because I really didn't have uh, an understanding of how impactful data was. And uh, at that point in my career, you know, I was really trying to like learn as much as I can. I really wanted to like build systems and write code. And uh, like in that role, uh, that was I, I wasn't really happy with what I was doing. Uh, you know, I was building pipes to get data from one place to another do a little bit of logic you know sprinkle it in sprinkle it in there uh, and you know i i think you know i i was thinking about it you know as like you know i was a plumber like laying pipe day in day out uh but if you if i take a step, step back and like think about it like like plumbers have a and amazing, you always think about like the dirty stuff, right? The things that you never want to touch. But, you know, having that ability to like control the flow of water is super powerful and impactful. And, you know, 
uh, this past like year or so, you know, I've been dealing with like some drainage issues around my home and did a lot of like learning of like how to build a proper like drainage system that will like make sure we're getting water and clearing it out. Uh, and, you know, it's it's incredibly complex and incredibly uh, like sophisticated if you uh, if you want to design the right way. And like it's the same thing with data engineering. Uh, yeah, you're you are going to be laying pipes. You're going to be connecting things together, doing some glue. Uh, but what you're really doing is like getting all of that information uh, and putting it into a form where you can help analysts build insight insights into uh, like behaviors of our customers and uh, the like predicting the future of the business at the same time, which is in like incredible to me. Uh, so yeah, I think I think on that front, uh, I, that's probably where my my love for for data, uh, like that was my my least favorite role, but it also helped me inspire like my future love for data. Well, that's like you said a lot of things that are really awesome. So I've always heard the analogy of data engineers, plumbers, right? We get it from start to end, from start to destination, and there are intricacies around it. But what you just highlighted to me, which really made sense, is the flow, the power of the, you know, the concurrency, whatever the term you want to use, right? Yeah. But you, there's a controlling piece of that to where you can slow down a business or you can speed up a business and, and really, yeah. I, I never thought about the power from that element um, since you said it. So that was that was a really great, great take on that one. So thinking about that, um, understanding the lesson. So that was one of your favorite roles, but um, every single role you had, right? There's, there's probably been something where it's been called a failure with quotation mark around failure. So what do you think is your biggest failure that you had and what did you really learn from that experience? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think early on in my career, um, one of the like biggest failures I've, I've had was uh, kind of like a lack of uh, like ability to to influence and to uh, like convince folks to do things in a way that I thought should have been done. Uh, and um, this was uh, like this this one example was when uh, I, I worked at a, a, a startup in the DC area. Uh, it's a stock media company. Knew nothing about stock media before. You know, it's like all like the stock photos, stock images, you know, all those things. Uh, so we had like the Netflix of stock media. You get a subscription and uh, you can get unlimited access to any like video or images that, that we had on, on our site. <clears throat> so um, uh, early on, we were uh, we were trying to get our our application and and uh, migrate over to the cloud. This is in 2013, 2014. Uh, and at the same time, we're also uh, introducing Docker into our stack. So um, like we were like one of the first companies that had Docker running in production. Uh, and in order for us to like get our application in a shape that would allow us to host it in Docker in the cloud, we had to do some like major refactors and reshaping of the application uh, to uh, ensure that you know those uh, environment variables that we needed to kind of like inject into uh, the application would be able to consume and like up and running. Uh, so I had had an idea of like how I can do 
this refactor, how I can reshape the application. Uh, and it worked really well in my head. The problem was I didn't know how to communicate that out to others and have them like see my vision of what the application was going to look like. Uh, and, you know, through that experience, my, my boss was really worried. It was like, it was a day before we were actually going to like, we were supposed to actually like shift the application. He's like, is this thing going to work? I'm like, yeah, it's going to yeah. work. <laughs> um, and like, luckily everything did work, like worked to perfection, but that was like my, my first like clue, like, uh, that, you know, I need to get better at communicating. I need to get better at designing. I need to get better at, um, like getting the stuff out of my head and putting it on paper to allow others to like buy in and build consensus to that approach. Uh, and, uh, like that now that is kind of like one of my, my strengths in the sense that, you know, I, I did a deep dive on like learning how to do like architecture designing and, uh, like how to uh, like build effective architecture diagrams, things like that. Uh, and I use that, like I've used that at any many points throughout my career uh, and uh, like can still continue to use it today. Wow, that's that's really incredible. And it's really awesome that, you know, you took that thing of like the initial growing pains, if you call it that, you know, of, you know, this is working. This is great. I know it's going to work because we're engineers, right? We're really smart. We're logical. We already thought it in our head like 40 times before we express it. But then how do you get the buy-in of others who aren't living in our brain? You know, how do you get to communicate that out? Um, so I guess a follow-up question to that is, you know, what are some techniques or what tools did you or do you leverage to really get that out? And, you know, what kind of soft skills do you use as well to get people to buy into your idea of your way of of doing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I think like one of the, the best resources I found uh, was this book called uh, Documenting Software Architectures. And uh, in that book, you know, it really uh, tries to get you into a framework of, you know, building these views uh, that represent your system at like various models, uh, various levels of, of detail. And uh, like with those different types of views, you think about who your your stakeholders are and who you need to like uh, potentially convince or uh, relay that information to. Uh, so if you are um, uh, presenting a design to uh, like folks on the business side and, and marketing or something like that, you would likely want to have something like really high level, not a lot of detail, not a lot of like granularity. Uh, but if you are uh, like trying to convince a group of, of tech leads, you know, you want to have uh, a a more uh, like gr more like detailed view of your system uh, and uh, and all of the like interaction and integration points, right? Uh, so um, that book kind of like describes like how you can put together a like a, a document that uh, will um, uh, allow you to uh, can like influence or uh, build consensus with different groups of people. Uh, but at the same time, um, there's a, like a, a, a design, uh, a visual design aid, uh, framework called the C4 model for like visualizing software. Uh, and that also takes the same approach. You know, it gives you like four different 
diagrams that you can uh, that you can build for for any system is and it goes from like high level all the way down to the low level uh, and if you use that framework that help that usually helps you get to a good point where you have a few different views that will help you uh, in various scenarios uh, as you're trying to build consensus within uh, within an organization Awesome. I love that. So I am going to leverage the C4 framework just because first I'm hearing it and I'm going to hit you up like later. But hey, Rocky, man, this is so dope. Appreciate you putting me on game um, with with that framework. So that's that's sure. incredible. All right. So thinking about this, right, I consider you a leader in this space. Um, but there are a lot of people who tune into this podcast who are just starting out. So what's one piece of advice you give someone who's just starting out in their career? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think the the biggest piece of advice I can give anybody is to to stay curious and and use data uh, to uh, to kind of like back your curiosity and kind of help you like drive down a path of like finding new insights, finding new information. Um, uh, and when I was at Capital One, I was leading a team, and um, while I was there, you know, I was like my my phrase was like, you know, you got to stay curious, like like query your data, like. Like, see if there's anything that uh, looks interesting or or abnormal, uh, and like those are usually ways to um, like find things that could be interesting. Or like if you need to make optimizations in, in the application, or uh, if you find this like behavior that is uh, abnormal from like your customers or something like that, those are insights that you can use to help um, like like build up a uh, prioritization for like the types of work that you want to do. Uh, so like staying curious, using data uh, is something that I would advise anybody to do. Love that. Great answer. Great answer. All right. Uh, last question. Tell me about the most influ influential people in your life and how they made an impact on you. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I think one of the, the most influential people uh, in my life, uh, like his name, well, one of my, my previous managers, uh, Justin Bacharek, he uh, is one of the most empathetic leaders uh, that uh, kind of helped form the way that I lead today. And uh, making, uh, I think, creating a, a safe place where uh, everybody feels included, uh, while also having the mentality of, you know, you got to get shit done, too. And you got to make sure that uh, we're all like going along like a some path somewhere. We have a vision that we're we're all aligned with and, and want to work toward. Uh, so like he was one of like one of those impactful folks uh, from like the leadership side. Uh, and then on the technical side was another previous manager of mine. Uh, he was um, uh, David Harmony. He is like one of the uh, like most influential people I've had on uh, like the the technical side and being able to dive really deep into uh, into an area. Uh, so uh, this is like one of the guys that like he can like tunnel through like a firewall using like like pure C and he knows everything like all the libraries like off the top of the head. And he hadn't even done it for like 10 years. And he was just like he just like built up this tool <laughs> that just tunneled through Capital One's fire firewall. Uh, don't get me don't get me in trouble, Dave. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those, he was like one of those those folks that uh, like really uh, like showed that you know if you have a deep expertise in something, uh, you can build a career and shape it in a way that you want. Uh, and uh, you know that's that's truly inspiring to me. Awesome, awesome! Wow, it's like 
I know we're coders and, and everything and shout out to the empathetic leaders, the ones who's like, you got to get it done, but also understand what's going on. And then marveling at people who can just, you know, at any moment, like pull out their skill set out their bag of just like, oh, my God, like, how do you keep all that in your brain? Like those people are seriously um, yeah. wizards, man. They're absolute wizards. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Rocky, where can listeners find you at online? Oh, man, you can find me uh, on Twitter. I used to work for Twitter. Uh, uh, I, I can't call it X, uh, but, uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Rocky, Rocky G Jr. Uh, you can find me on almost everywhere else, LinkedIn, uh, GitHub, uh, like whatever at, at, at Rocky, uh, so G Rocky. Um, and yeah, at any time, just reach out if you have any questions. Uh, I know, uh, the industry is kind of going through, uh, like a churn right now. Uh, unfortunately, we're not hire, actively hiring at Cash Up right now, but uh, if roles do open up and you're interested, feel free to reach out. Uh, I'm always interested in like connecting with folks and uh, helping them along with their careers, too. All right. Appreciate it. Grocky. I didn't know his username, so I'm going to start calling you that uh, going forward instead of Rocky. I'm going to call you Grocky, Mo. But appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much for taking time out today. This is fascinating. Uh, not fascinating, but amazing. Great. Everything. All the above. So thank you, bro. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And if you haven't already, please like, share and subscribe. And we'll talk to you all next week. Have a great day.